Chronicles chapter 20. If you're able to stand in front of God's word, you may do so. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Give everyone an opportunity to find it so we can travel together. Second Chronicles chapter 20. The pastor is going to preach about 
we do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Looks like we still have some pages turning. We, we can wait. Amen. Looks like everyone has it now. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I'm going to begin at verse 5. And it reads, Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land where your people Israel, when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. And now, see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt, so they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land which you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. Amen. 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 Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. For there is none like you, for you are a holy God. Lord, we just want to come thank you this morning for this day. Thank you for another opportunity, Lord, to fellowship in the house of worship one more time, Heavenly Father. Father, we are down to the last Sunday in the month of the July, Heavenly Father. You have kept us, you have sustained us, you have brought us all from January until this point in time, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for that, Heavenly Father. Father, sometimes we were up, sometimes we were sad, Lord. Sometimes we were happy, Heavenly Father. Sometimes we lost loved ones, Heavenly Father. Through it all, you kept us, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you for a reasonable portion of health and strength, Heavenly Father. Father, but we have gathered into this place to worship your name in truth and in spirit, Heavenly Father. Father, right now we're asking you, Lord, to touch every heart. From the front of the church all the way to the back and in the foyer, Lord. Just touch our minds and our spirits, Lord. That we forget about ourselves and concentrate on you. For we have come here to worship you, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless every song that will be sung and every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that is going to go forth. That it changes us from the inside out. Lord, it's in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen, church.
come to lift up the name of the Lord. Amen. He shall be exalted. He is lifted up. He is high above the earth. There is none like our God. Oh, glory be to God. Let us pray one more time. Mighty God, we just thank you for how good you are. How your love never fails. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we are desperate to hear a word from you. Speak now, Lord, your servants of listening. Help us, Lord, to receive your word into our hearts that we might not sin against you. You help us, Lord, with the preaching and the teaching, Lord, of your word that we might see Jesus. Uh, Father, guide us further into your presence, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we are looking into our Bible in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles, uh, we want to look at verses, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 20, verses 1 through 22. But I'm going to lift up uh, one more time in our hearing uh, verse 12 uh, for our, this morning. But we're going to spend our time walking through uh, this text in Second Chronicles 20, chapter verses 1 through 22. I'm going to read again uh, from the New Living uh, Translation, verse well, the word of God reads, O our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. want to you to meditate on a moment in time of thinking about what do you do when you are in need of help. It is school time and we're registering the children to go back to their middle schools or primary schools. One thing they have you fill out are emergency contacts. And the emergency contact right is in case they cannot reach you, who can they reach out for help? You don't just put down anybody. You put down those who you believe to be dependable. Those you trust to be with your children. That you feel that they will make sure that they are safe and look after them. And that's why we don't let everybody look after our kids. A lot of people volunteer, but you see you don't accept every invitation. We understand that when there's a time of help, there's certain people uh, that we need to step in at the right moment in time to help us out. My question for you to think about who do you call when you need help? In our text today, we find out Jehoshaphat realized that only God is the one I can call on when I need some help. The reason why Jehoshaphat calls on God that we're going to learn today the same way that God is faithful, even when we are not. Isn't that good news? And so I encourage you today, remember God's faithfulness and repent and seek his righteousness as you depend on his promises. Knowing that God is faithful, meaning that he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Oftentimes we can't see clearly because we have too much in front of us that obstruct us from seeing the promises of God. But when we can remove these obstacles, we can see more clearly. Can I encourage you how many of you go to a movie theater, you go to a concert, you go to a play, and you sit down, there's no one in front of you, you have a clear scene, everything's good, 
But as soon as somebody walks in behind you, make that silent. Oh, please don't sit in front of me. And they have stretched your view, and now the whole time you're shifting and moving, trying to get a better view. The children want to sit on your lap to get a higher view, right? You understand that when something obstructs me and, and hinders my sight, it messes with my vision. We get off track when we don't look at God, when we don't focus on God and believe in God, knowing that he is our present help in the time of trouble, knowing that in every promise of God is a yes and an amen, understanding that God will not say will he not do. He will say and he will do. When we get off the track and we get into ditches and we get into times of trouble and pain, it's easy for us to give up. But I'm going to encourage you not to give up, but to look up. Jehoshaphat loved the Lord and helped him to be grounded to lead his people in time of trouble. 2 Chronicles 17, 3rd chapter, there's some background about Jehoshaphat. It says, when he removed the obstacles of, of the idols and of the God, it opened him up to better serve as leader. It says, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father's early years and did not worship the images of Baal. He took down the obstacles. He took down the barriers. He took down the eye. He took down the things that would cause them to easily run astray. And then verse 10 says also about him, says, Then the fear of the Lord fell over all the surrounding kingdoms, so that none of them wanted to declare war on Jehoshaphat. Why is that? Because verse 6 of the same 17th chapter says that he was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. He removed the pagan shrines and astropoles from Judah. And encourage us, there's some obstacles in our lives that we need to remove. That we allow to become idols. We allow them to become distractions. We allow them to hinder us from doing what we should be doing because we're getting caught on one to please everybody else. But yet this new king came in and realized, no, we've got to get back to God. So you know, we've got to get back to God. And when you understand how to get back, you got to realize that we got to remove the things that will teach you the other way, that will take you the other way. For example, when you have erroneous signs, right, you want to take down the signs so you know where is the proper entrance, where is the proper exit, right, which is the proper road, which is the proper street sign. And here's the same thing the way he says, I will make sure all signs lead to God. Yes, sir. Mm. So let's remove the things that's going to distract us and move us away from God. Second Chronicles 20, uh, 32 verse 33 kind of gives us a summarize about this good king. So Jehoshaphat was a good king, following the ways of his father Asa. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. During his reign, however, he failed to remove all the pagan shrines. And the people never fully committed themselves to follow the God of their ancestors. What I want to highlight here is that there's nobody perfect. <laughs> we all can fall short. But what I want to highlight here that we're going to find out about Jehoshaphat, even when he fell short, he knew he could turn back to God. Even when he was wrong, he knew how to be right with God. Mm. So when Jehoshaphat disobeyed the Lord, he suffered attack from the foreign king. I remember earlier that because of his obedience, God put fear on the other kings. That they did not dare attack him. But when he disobeyed God, now they said, oh, we can mess with him now. What we will learn from Jehovah is how to trust the Lord in the good times and the not so good times. We're going to learn from Jehoshaphat how I will praise him 
through the good and the bad. I will worship him in expectation of victory. So when I do not know what else to do, I will remember to praise God and to serve God, knowing in him I find victory. We find from Jehoshaphat in the text that we don't have to worry about looking who else can defeat us when we find out with God for us, who dares stand against us. And then also, I tell you that there's no one perfect. Jehoshaphat did fall, so Jehoshaphat did have some problems. Jehoshaphat did have some issues. But do you know what Jehoshaphat's name means? The Lord will judge. Or that Yahweh will judge. And what I want to tell you is this, that you can tell somebody when they're talking about you that you can't judge me. My name is Jehoshaphat. The Lord will judge. I was had a few more witnesses here. Have to praise God and thank God that they don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. But what God has said is what's going to be done. And so when you know that they can't judge it, but the Lord will, hallelujah, then I know everything's going to be all right about this trust in the Lord. Faith in the Lord is what gave Jehoshaphat strength, even when his enemies came after him. Back to our text. Jehoshaphat is dealing with the armies um, coming after him. Um, in, cha- in chapter 20, verse 1, it says that after this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some Midianites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. After this is after his disobedience, after he aligned with the, uh, the, the evil kings, that God was like, nah, you shouldn't have did that. And so after this, now he lost his protection, he lost his cover, and they come after him. This is a response from the kingdom to now realizing that God, I messed up, and my enemies are going to come after me. And sometimes in life, right, when we are in need of an emergency, we are in a crisis, what are we going to do? Well, we look closely at what happened to him, but we keep on reading, right? So, alarm Jehovah, verse 3, alarm Jehoshaphat involved in the the Lord, and he proclaimed a fact for all of you. Y'all see, right away he said, all right, we need to take action. God is not pleased with what is happening. We need to fast right away. So he ordered a fast. So the people from all the towns that came to Jerusalem and seeking the Lord's help. Now why did they come to Jerusalem? Because that's where the temple is. And in the time here, they believed the temple to be the house of God. But God already told them, I don't need a house because I'm everywhere. But for your sake, I'll let you build this temple. And God gave them specific instructions how to build. They couldn't just build any place. They had to build it how he had them to build it. And then notice how he says around the beautiful gate because Solomon completed the temple. That's his grandfather, y'all. That, he, he wrote, no, this is what my, my great daddy built. This is what he built. So he's of the lineage of David. So Jehoshaphat is not like the other kingdoms that are not of the lineage of David, but he's full of the promises. So we see the blessing being with him, being mentioned just in these few chapters here in Chronicles. So he calls on God. And notice when he calls on God, he calls on God because of his faithfulness. He calls on God because of what God has done in the past. He calls on God because of what he knows that what God is able to do. He calls on God because he remembers what he was told about how great God is. And so when he stood up, knowing that God is mighty to save, we see this in verse 5 through 6. And Joseph stood before the community of Judah. At Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard, at the temple of the Lord, he prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all kingdoms of the earth. 
you are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Right there, you can see why Jehovah was feeling pretty good. When they understood that if God is on our side, who dare come against us? Notice how he worshiped and adorned God for who he is. Oh Lord, God of our ancestors. He's letting them know that I know who you are. And I have a personal relationship with you. And understanding that you have all authority and power. You are the God of the heavens. You are the ruler of what? All the kingdoms. Jehoshaphat said, this is not my kingdom. <laughs> this is your kingdom. I'm just here. <laughs> and since you are in control, Lord, we're waiting on you to speak and to move. When we are strong in our faith, we can model for others how to trust in God in the midst of hardship, in the midst of pain, in the midst of troubles and trials and tribulations. We can learn to call on the Lord, knowing that God is able to give up, keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed on him. Joseph knows God will deliver his people because of God's great covenant with Israel. Therefore, he leads the people into the presence of God in prayer. In his prayer, he shows how we are weak for how strong God is. And that's why he was able to crawl out and speak of the promise of the Lord. Notice in verse 9, he says, Whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, famine, we can come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is on. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue. I, I want you to really understand how important it is that Jehoshaphat is, declaim, is declaring this promise what God will do. It's sort of as if when you, back in the day uh, when we had the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the phone books right, and you had emergency need, you had faith that if I pick up this phone and dial out, it's going to work. And so you understood that you would go to that gas station and say, do you have a phone? And you would go and say, I need to make a call. Well, you didn't ask because it was not an emergency. It was an emergency. You had an emergent need and you said, do you have a phone? And then the next expectancy is that if I call somebody, they're going to answer on the other side. And here it is that Jehoshaphat is pointing out that we don't have a phone booth, but we have a temple. <laughs> and when we come to the temple, we know that if I dial the number, if I call on the Lord of Israel, you said you will answer. And, and look what he said, no matter if it's a famine, <laughs> no matter if it's a plague, no matter if an army or war comes against us, God, I know you have an answer. Anybody here glad to know that God has an answer? No matter what it is you're going through, God has an answer. That you can call on him and he will answer. Oh, glory be to God. The line is never busy, right? It's never disconnected. You won't get the wrong number. You won't get that it has changed. But you're going to find out that God is a present help. In the time of trouble, all the times he called on the Lord, he answered. Glory be to God. So Jehoshaphat is born in confidence, knowing that God, we are in mess right now. But we are here not by ourselves, but in the power of your name. That we know, God, we are asking for you to respond on our behalf. And look how the Lord responds. Verse 14 goes on to say, The Spirit 
of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jair, son of Mananiah, a Levi, who was a descendant of He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. I like the first entry. Do not be afraid. <laughs> Do not be discouraged by this my arm. What's it say next? For the battle is not yours. It's the... I can stop right there. To know that it's not yours. Oftentimes when we are burdened because we can't handle what's before us. But yet, why are you trying to handle what God can take care of? <laughs> so, say, Lord, here it is. <laughs> I put it in your hands. I don't know how to make it, but I know I need your help. Notice once they understood that they were powerless, they went to the one who is powerful. <laughs> when they did not have the answers, they went to the one who had the answer and said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but we're looking for you for help. Understanding that God, you know what to do. Let me throw this one in for free. You don't have to tell God what to do. Oftentimes, we want to tell God what to do. But all we got to say, God, I need your help. And then let God do the rest. We see it here how the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16, look what it tells him. A specific moment in time. Tomorrow. <laughs> march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the battle. That opens to the witness of Jerusalem. But you will not even need to fight, my Lord. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Why is that? He's not done talking. He is with you. <laughs> oh, people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. The Lord responds to their prayer because of his faithfulness. He encouraged them with confidence, telling them, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, but be encouraged. God makes sure they understand that you don't need to worry about my life. <laughs> I'm going to take care of the problem. And matter of fact, he says, I want you to go and face them. Oh, glory be to God. He says, tomorrow, march out. I would encourage you that there's times that people want you to be scared of them. But God wants you to know that as long as I'm with you, you can march right to them. Mm. And watch the Lord fight your back. You don't got to go to them and tell them a piece of your mind. You need to go tell them what you're going to do. You can just be still and watch. So the text says, he says, stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Oftentimes, we put our foot in our mouth by trying to tell somebody what else is going to be done. Instead of being still and let God take care of the rest. Knowing the battle is whose? The Lord's. 
There's great comfort knowing how great and mighty is our God. God will lead us into victory. Now, I want to highlight here again, this is the day before the battle. Y'all catch that. He tells them tomorrow to march out. Don't be scared of what's coming. March out tomorrow and face them. But now, as we continue on reading, verse 17 says, But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is what? With you. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow. The Lord is what? With you. Then King Joseph bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same. Why did they bow low, face to the ground? Why did Jehoshaphat move in such a way that he bowed low and put his face to the ground? And then why did the people looking at him saying, well, if he's doing it, we're going to do the same thing. But if you keep on reading, it says they were worshiping the Lord. I, I want you to understand that this is the day before the battle. They have not received victory by their eyes yet. But internally, they got victory. Knowing that God is with them now and will be with them then. If I had a few more witnesses to understand that I don't need to wait to worship my God for my victory. My victory is because he says so. And because he says so, I'm going to watch and worship him and be still and know that he is God. Before they march out, they decided we're going to bow down and kiss the ground. When we worship our God, we have limited our worship to be intellectual. We just want to sit down and look pretty and just say, oh God is good. But yet when they worship God, they say, we got to get down and dirt. Y'all, they were not getting down on some carpet. They were not getting on some linear floor. They got down on the desert dirt and said, we're going to worship our God. We got people that go and change clothes before they change the tie. But they're like, no, we got to get on down right where we are and worship God for what he's about to do. Oh, Lord, be to God. We see that armies are coming after us. And they're mighty and they're battle, but mighty is our God. There's no need of word. For God is right here. Your victory is sure because God is right here. God will lead them into victory and they don't even need to fight. All God just asks them to is show up. <laughs> All we need to do is just show up and let God do the rest. When we let God be our God, our response will be worship. We worship in anticipation of our victory. We can worship God before, during, and after whatever we're going through. Worshiping God in advance is showing that God, I believe you. Worship God during means I still believe you. Worship after means I'm thanking you <laughs> for what we've been through. The Lord is there every time we cry on him. After they worship and going out. Y'all still with me in the text? Look at it with me now. I'm going to go back and look at verses 18 to verse 22. Y'all with me? Then King Jehovah bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Korah and Korah stood to praise the Lord. 
the God of Israel with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you are able to what? Stand firm, believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his Holy Spirit. This is what they say. Give thanks to the Lord. He is faithful. Love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord calls the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. Lord, have mercy. Do you not see what happened? that while they were worried about what was going to happen, they cried on God and God told them what's going to happen. You don't need a word. You don't need to be discouraged. You don't even have to fight them. But I just want you to do these things. I want you to go out to face them. I want you to be still. And I want you to watch my victory. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. And here's the thing that God did not tell them not to do. He said, it's okay for you to worship me. He just said, you ain't got to fight them. But you can worship me right where you are. Matter of fact, Jehoshaphat started feeling good. He said, wait a minute. I like how the worshipers came in. When we bowed down, the music came on and they started praising God. He said, that's not a good sign right there. He said, you know what? As we're marching now, I want to sing this out front. We ain't scared of nobody. We don't need no armies in front of us. We can go out and worship our God. Because if God is for us, who dare be against us? And notice as they started marching now, it says, as they began to sing. Well, y'all see that there in the text? As they began to sing, their victory began. As they began to worship God, the situation and the circumstance started to change. I want to encourage you while you worry about what's going to go. Just thank God and praise God and see if God cannot move. It cannot change that circumstance. When you don't know what to do. And you're looking for God for help. It's the same old things we always been known to do. Pray to God. Worship God. And praise God. No matter what you're going through. Because God is still the same God. Notice the song they sang. You can find it in Psalm 136. But it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. They, 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 they were repeating that over and over again, realizing that our God has given us victory already. So we're going to give thanks now in advance. Notice as they were marching out, they were thanking God. I encourage you, as you're walking in your life, you can thank God no matter what you're going through. Lord, I walk to the valley and the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For God is with me. That's what God says. I am with you. I'm right here. Don't worry about what's coming after you. Know that I am God. So I encourage you. Worship God through your hard days. And worship Him through your good days. Knowing that in all your days, God is good. God fought for His people. 
they worshipped him. And I encourage you that sometime in your life is going to be hard. But praise him in you. Yes. It's going to be some, some hard days and some dark days. Worship him in you. Because our God is good. There's a song out that says that God is good. And it says, you know, may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles teach you that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. May your battles show that God is good. May your whole life show you that God is good. Jehoshaphat shows us that I messed up God, but yet I can turn to you. And by him being strong, he let others how to turn to him. And they worship him, even though the enemy was coming after them. And then they were emboldened to worship and praise God as they go out to face their enemies. So I encourage you, don't be sheltered and locked in your home, fair, afraid of going out. But Psalms 27 says that, you know, the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I be? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? But my enemies encamp me around. They shall stumble and fall. We understand that how great our God is. When we don't know what to do, we can look to God for help. And may He give us the strength and the power to endure. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you that no matter what we're going through, you're able to bring us through. Father, we thank you that you are our present help in the time of trouble. Uh, Father, we thank you that no matter what we're going through, you are worthy to be praised. And we worship you. Forgive us, God, for times that we have messed up. We thank you, God, that you are faithful and just. And that you forgive us of all our sins. So, Father, continue to move in our hearts, move in our minds. Continue to transform us, renew us, refresh us. That we might walk in obedience according to your will. Lord, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus. As their Lord and say, Lord, may they know they have victory. That there is power in the name of Jesus. That, Father, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sin, that they might be saved. And, Lord, I pray that you guide them to a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church where they can be baptized and celebrate the communion of the saints and be in fellowship and be in community with like-minded brothers and sisters in Christ, that they can continue to be bold men and women of God to bring glory and honor to your holy name. We thank you, Lord, that... You are always present. We thank you, Lord, that you are, you are always protected and always providing. That God, your love, never fails. Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. As we continue on to worship, we pray to give God his tithes and his offering. Amen. You can worship him in this place. Amen. Amen. And as we prepare to give God his tithes and his offering, we also invite there might be someone that decided to join this fellowship. As we come around and give our tithes off, you're welcome to talk to our, our deacons and our ministers in the front. Amen. To share that. What must I do to join this place? We'd be happy to share that information with you if you decide to join this place, this fellowship. Uh, let us pray as we pray to give God his tithes and our offering. Amen. Mighty God, we just thank you for how you blessed us and prospered. We freely give back to what already belongs to you. Now, God, multiply and increase it for the building of your kingdom. And Father, we ask to bless those that died and give, and yet have not. We thank the Lord. You supply our every need. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. You're welcome to give right here. Those are online. Amen. You can give online or text to give uh, as well. Thank you, God. Bless you. Father, in terms of the us. Church, 
Um, so I met, so I met him on Midnight Triple B at Zion on October 22nd in 2023. So we're looking to celebrate them um, coming here. And then also in September, they plan on coming here. And then um, we might have an amendment of the day currently, September 17th. Uh, they're looking to join in with us, but we might move that to the following Sunday, September 24th. So I'm going to throw that out there. We might have to flex that date, uh, but be aware of the Metamore Midnight Church. We're looking to go out there in the month of September. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, well, let us prepare for uh, our benediction and, and, and the doxing, the doxology. Where may we stand.